with my co-host Reed Howard out for a few episodes. He's in Hawaii, so don't feel too bad for him. I enlisted the help of Golf Digest assistant editor Maddie McClurg. Maddie does lots of interesting game improvement stuff, and in this episode, we're diving into the stats around one of the dumbest arguments in sports and how knowing these stats can actually help you understand your game a little better and the games of scratch golfers a little better. So let's dive in in this episode of the Golf IQ Pod. All right, so Marty, a lot of golfers are stuck in the office most times. It's sort of their fatal flaw in many ways, right? But we have good news because there's a lot of ways you can get better at golf in the office. Like all these small little gains, things you can do every day from your desk that will actually have big dividends when you do get to the golf course, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about things you can do from the office that's going to help your game. So Maddie, is there anything that jumps to mind for you as something that you like to do when, you know, in order to keep your game sharp before the season gets going? Yeah. So uh, one thing that comes to mind right away is that I used to rehearse my takeaway a lot. Yeah. This is a big one. Pros love doing this too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm somebody that really struggled with taking it really far inside and it's just a good way to keep yourself kind of like on the right, on the right swing path and really avoid making any uh, mistakes and like forming bad habits before the season starts. Yeah, and like, I I remember talking to Max Homer about this once, actually, and he was saying that he does this every single day. I mean, a PG tour player does this every single day. He gets in front of a mirror and just practices making certain moves, making sure his takeaway's in a good spot. And again, that's something that, like, you do from the ice that you do it at your desk all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think about it as like muscle memory. I think the easiest thing you can do is to develop those small movements and really perfect little things so that it feels second nature when you're actually out on the course, then you don't feel stuck or like your swing is in a rut and you're just setting yourself up for success when you're actually able to get out on the range. Yeah, exactly. All these little movements, even though you're not swinging a club, your body's going to remember how these joints and arms and everything is sort of moving when the time does come to pick up a club. Uh, Speaking of which, one thing I've been doing a lot of this off season is working on my hip mobility. Now, this is like a big thing, right? Like when you're sitting behind a desk or all day, you're sitting down, your hips are just getting tighter and tighter. And the hips are obviously incredibly important to having a good, long, powerful golf swing. Absolutely. So one thing I do is I try to basically keep my upper body really still, try to keep my knees really still and just focus on turning my hips back and through, sort of like turning them in a barrel to use that swing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really helped me recently. Um, Do you do anything like that with your game too? Um, I mean, I think fitness is really important. If I do have chance to go to the gym, um, I'm absolutely working on mobility. Yeah. This is a big buzzword among good players, right? Like keeping mobile is not just about lifting weights. It's about moving your body in a sort of free, freeing way. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of uh, our instructors that we work with, fitness instructors, and I think one of the biggest things that they talk about are just having healthy hips. Right. Because, I mean you'd be surprised how much it's going to improve your game when you're able to just make a little bit more of a turn or if you're able to really like 
have that separation that you were talking about with that uh, exercise. Right, that... and so like one way I would do this is like, you could put both hands sort of on your desk or on the back of a chair or something like that. And then that's gonna prevent your upper body from turning. And then from there, just turn your hips sort of back and forth. You, you may be quite surprised at how limited that is, um, but that's sort of the point, right? You're trying to isolate your hips and then practice that range of motion, getting them bigger and smaller, bigger and smaller. Right. Yeah. So you were saying that a uh, tip from Jason Gus popped into your mind. He's a teacher we work with all the time, a Golf Digest Best in State. And you said that this has become sort of a go-to for you too, right? Absolutely. Um, I remember I actually got the tip from him back when COVID first started. So it was like three years ago, which oh, is nuts. Yeah. Um, and he uses the carpet um, or like your flooring mm. to uh, help you visualize where your weight shift needs to happen in your swing. Mm. And it's something small that I think uh, a lot of golfers could use uh, to improve their weight transfer. Um, and I mean, I noticed that I was getting more compression out of my irons. I was hitting it just a little bit further. I mean, it's obviously not going to give you like 20 more yards, but totally. I noticed a big difference in um, like just how my irons felt and how my driver felt. Um, and so I think it's a great drill. Uh, basically what you do is you stand on like a seaming in your house or in your office. And um, you wanna think about like if your carpet is under your left or your lead foot, you wanna think about pushing your weight and like getting your weight into that lead foot. Uh, so if there's like a line between two tiles or something, mm -hmm. right? Like you're basically, treating that as the golf ball is that is that what's happening yeah exactly so okay. you would you would think about setting that seam up right down the middle because you want it to be exactly where your ball placement would be and uh, then so your goal for using it to improve your weight shift right yep. you want to get behind that line on the back swing mm -hmm. and then you want to get what back forward exactly on the i think about it as a great drill for uh, really getting that like downswing started mm. because that's where a lot of people get stuck is getting that weight transfer back forward. Yeah. I think a lot of people are fine getting their weight back, but it's getting the weight forward and in the right way, right? Mm. Like you don't want to sway, you don't want to move, um, which reminds me of another drill that we got from Erica Larkin on her Instagram. Um, I think she posted it uh, a while back, but it's a great drill where you just like hold the ball on the wall. So you set it up right around your hip and you practice just making a backswing. So that's gonna keep you from swaying. And then I recommend the Jason Gus drill for that downswing for initiating that uh, that weight transfer. Yeah, and so they're both kind of keying in on that weight transfer, right? And for the, for the Erica one, another awesome teacher we work with all the time. So you can use like a medicine ball or a Swiss ball, right? You just kind of put it up against the wall. And the goal is you're kind of trying to press your hips into it, right? Exactly. You just don't want the ball to fall. Mm. So what you'll notice is if you are somebody that tends to sway back, even if it's just a slight amount, you don't realize that you're doing it. Yeah. And this is really going to make you aware of if you're swaying. Yeah. So if that ball drops, you just want to think about holding the ball. If it does drop, then maybe that's something that you should shift your focus towards mm. for the season. Um, yeah. And that's sort of underlining the fact that sequencing is this buzzword in your golf swing, but really that's what we're talking about when we're talking about weight shift. And it's that is the thing that good players do well mm -hmm. and that higher handicaps do really poorly, right? To your yeah. point, they make a big turn on the backswing, they sway onto their right side, and then they just never get back forward. Often that's what causes them to come over the top, 
It causes yep. chunks and thins and just all sorts of headaches. These are things that, or movements rather, that you can do in the office or from home or wherever that will actually start showing up in your swing. And you don't need to hit golf balls in order to do it, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think that there are a lot, like you said, a lot of small things that you can do that are going to make a big improvement in your game. And you don't need, I mean, you don't even need a golf club to do it. You can use one, but um, you don't need it. Uh, I think the rehearsals make a huge difference. Yeah, do it in slow motion, do it without a golf ball. And honestly, you'll be surprised. It's just about fitting in these little moments of practicing wherever you are that will end up paying big dividends for your game later on. <laughs>